This is the Comedy Club. The Comedy Club. The Comedy Club. On BBC Radio for Extra. Chris Morris is renowned for generating vicious, uncompromising satire. In 1997, he returned to radio with this dark, subversive and rather provocative comedy with repeated strong language. Originally heard only in the small hours on Radio 1 and not broadcast since, until now, it's Blue Jam. When he tongue but slip-slap daft round simple speak and people stare and mock while you go jub-jub-jub when monkeys cease to sing though you carve slot in head and slip in so much coins that brainy gloop did ooze therefrom ah, I see yes When e magma so rage in stomach, yet only feeble birds fly out to gob. And when e gloom so flicky switch to find oo bulb be bulb that only suck the light from room. Oh, bloody hell. Then e welcome. Hoy. Vuvak welcome in Blue Jam, Blue Jam, Blue Jam, Blue Jam. is always a bit of a nightmare. So I just thought I'd hire a girl to fire ping pong balls out of her family. For their dads, really. Kids don't seem to mind. Piece of my love, I can open if he said dumb bitch. Every day the same. 
Rainbow with Rainbow, watching the sun twist, cool as a mig dry. That in the trunk shit, after parties in Wendy's parking lot, unfamiliar faces got marked a lot. Showing off the hoes and bricks of rose, how that size the box. That demo sort of stopped once AC got popped. Thinking they thugs, we be at the Bismarck and the racquetball club. Club with Gucci promotion, so we got in free. Against the wall, me and my guys formed a colony. Rhonda be beaten. Save my day, dancing on speakers, flames. Snapchat was born this way. 87th Street, a high park was warring. Over gossip, Kimwood Bros is pouring. Suited in three quarter Jordans, pro models. And started coats out the back of beauty shops, ballers. Bought a dope, put my name in they verse. EPMD, I would quote. Stolen leathers, I sell. Like a charter boat behind. I took my first shot of Henny and hit me in the chest like with no mom shot Benji. Same on the girl that left her Fendi around cool. Either go do it or take it. We was bound to traveling like vice lords down to the taste. I wanted to bring my lady around crew cause they were snake. House parties was the lick behind bars. We come up. Adam, I did the hooper dance with my thumbs up. With them, cause they was born to trace. At times I contemplate moving to a warmer place than the lake and skyline. Give me a warm embrace, reminding me of the pointed parties Mo used to make. Six deep in the Hyundai, bumping Twilight Tone tapes. Come home late, calling bras, hang up on their mother. There was nowhere to scrap at that we would fight each other. Get a room at the dunes, having fake outs. We eat at Giordano's and break out. Then everybody thought that they could spend. High rollers had the MCM blazer blend. The bows and yes jeans we was taking in. Cranes and freight trains we was raking in. Tim B basing Mike down at IIT. Remembering numbers depended on how high I be. It's a deja vu when I see bottles of kill. My man Seth ass, I feel hollow but still. Trying to shake hands with an elephant.
come in. Oh yes, come in, sit down. Okay, so what seems to be the trouble? It's a sore throat. I've had it for about a week now. Okay, just open your mouth for me. And say ah. And again. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm finding this very difficult. Sorry. Well, you're really putting me off. Your face. Your face. Well, it is really pretty ugly. I, I just can't think straight with that in front of me. Right. It looks like a mortared cowpat. Sorry. I, I can't deal with this. You'll, you'll have to see Dr. Harris. Dr. Harris? Yeah. Um, his eyesight's appalling. Sarah will sort you out in reception. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, bye. Hello, Sarah? Yeah, close your eyes. He's coming back out. Okay. <sighs> Dear me. Sometimes I get up feeling good, but grief gets me down. I try to think about the highs of would be, no, you raped this woman in good faith. Did she tell you she had AIDS? No. Right. Well, I think you're entitled to compensation for that. So, with your permission, I'll start working on the case straight away. Great. Okay. Great, thanks very much. Not at all. Cheers. I won't shake hands if you don't like me. Right. Okay. Bye. 
I had spent the night outside the door of the London dungeon, in case I woke up and forgot I was supposed to be in there in the morning. It was my first job in ten months. It was too cold to sleep, so I passed the hours clinging to a bollard. I thought it might be warm because of its internal bulb. An early morning rollerblader had just piled into my back because all the bollard's light was going up my coat. I crawled to where she lay twitching and stuck my hands up her shirt. What are you doing? she gasped. Something in her tone told me that warming up my hands was not a good enough reason. Looking for biscuits, I said. I did warm up slightly as she kicked me around the dawn. Some hours later, two actors arrived. They were friends of Susie who had wangled me this job. I couldn't remember if I'd met them before, but they jammed a cigarette in my mouth. As they led me to the dungeon, they both introduced themselves as Paul and then started arguing about whether it was better to be workshopping with Polyakov or trapped in a burning car. They asked me what I'd been doing. Directing traffic, I said, I thought rather wryly. Great flyers, said the first Paul, and offered the opinion that though traffic was a mediocre play, it had been very well promoted. In the dungeon there was an office where a manager was sitting. He looked at me and said, who are you? Paychecks, I mumbled. I used to remember my name by looking at my paychecks. Ah, you must be that friend of Susie's. May I suggest that the best role for our supporting artist would be the victim, piped Paul. Good idea, said the manager. Show him what to do. Paul and Paul took me to a dirty small room. They told me to strip and gave me a damp, blood-stained loincloth as they changed into leathery outfits and limbered up by cracking their knuckles and swinging their arms around. By the way, said Paul, you're a Jesuit. Am I? I asked. Yes. I'm pretty sure I'm not a Jesuit, but Paul continued. You're called Antony. You were tortured to death in 1563 for being a Jesuit and beating the Queen's champion at real tennis. Is this a game? I said. In a dark, stone-walled room, they told me to lie on a large wooden table. They bound my hands and feet with ropes that ran onto capstans at either end. I felt reasonably comfortable and considered a doze. Then a large group of people trooped in and the poles suddenly turned nasty. They snarled and cursed and started cranking the ropes and shouting at me for being a Catholic and plotting treason against the crown. I had no idea I'd done any of these things. Confess, you Romish pumpkin. They seemed very angry. It was cold, I stammered, but up her shirt it was warm. Some of the visitors laughed. Paul shouted, See how the Corybant doth most gibberishly protest, and applied a pair of Elizabethan pliers to my groin. Name your co-conspirators, deboshed papal wart. At the end of the first session there was a ripple of applause and the Pauls went for a smoke. Why did you shout at me? I said. Trying to upstage people is not clever, said one. Luckily, it wasn't at all amusing and I contained you, said the other. Can I get off now? I wondered. But they were too busy shaking their heads and tutting the word Burkhoff. When they came back, a larger crowd had gathered. The screaming and cranking started again and I began to feel faint. 
They threatened to cut open my belly, unwind my entrails and stuff them in my face unless I purged my filthy soul. As I thrashed and blubbed, I noticed a little girl in the audience gaping in innocent fascination. A dam broke quietly in my belly. Suddenly, words were flying from my mouth. Stop the pain, I'll tell you everything, I shouted, remembering the time I had taken a Polaroid of my cock and put it in the math teacher's briefcase, causing him to be fired and then severely mauled while on remand in Brixton prison. I confessed again that I had wandered into a children's park under the influence of Prozac and had beaten up an ostrich while several toddlers looked on and cried. Please forgive me for I know not what I do, I heard myself splutter before finally describing how I had once broken into a farm and tarred and feathered a pig. The pall stopped. The audience stared. I begged the little girl to kill me. She left with her mother shortly afterwards. The other people went away. The manager wasn't pleased. He sent me off with a note for Susie pinned to my jacket. Don't ever send rubbish like this again, it said. As I left the building and looked at the river, the Pauls told me I was the worst disaster since Stephen Fry.
at you. Yeah. Yeah. Whack my bonobo. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, whack my bonobo. Uh, whack it, whack my bonobo. Uh, uh, push your balls up my nose. Cackle my gladys. Oh my goddess. Feeble granddad. Oh, more feeble, feeble granddad. Introduce me to Gladstone. Hello. Oh. Yeah, no, disagree with my balls. Disagree. Disagree. Pretty argue. Object. Object. Shit, you like you let go. Yeah. Come on. 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 Just shake your boots and let it all get loose. Oh yeah, my goodness. 
67 pence, please.
doesn't know the beauty you are. But if you don't, let me be your eyes, a hand to your darkness, so you won't be afraid when you think the night has in your mind. That inside you twisted and unkind. Let me stand to show that you are blind. Please put down your hands, 'cause I see you. Taking calls, offering advice, and uh, taking part in the whole business side of things. Basically, it's a helpline service um, for people who steal children. Help! I wish we'd had um, when we stole Patsy. Yeah. She was two and a half months old. We hadn't the foggiest what to do. Hello, Patsy Warren. Okay, and how long have you had her? And she's still asking for mummy. The first thing is make the child reject no. the parents that you've taken it from. Something like they said they didn't want to see you anymore. They said they hated you. That's usually. And then we yeah. can encourage the parents who've just stolen the child from the original parents to pretend to be the original parents. Yeah. Yeah. With Patsy, we made masks from. Uh, enlarge photos of her original parents, and then wear the mask. Cut a little bit off each day until your face has replaced the photograph. You can usually get a photo from the local paper, can't you? Yeah. Running a story on the problem. Yes. Okay. Well, then you've got to just convince her that they don't exist. And the third thing you can do is um, play with the child's mind a little bit more, just to give them the idea that their original parents are an unreality. That um, if they just imagined the whole thing. Uh, have you tried um, LSD? When we first started, our methods were very crude, weren't they? <laughs> well, What you did with me? That's what I just dropped you on your head. Poor lad, we ended up smashing you against the bath, and I'm very glad I well, stopped I you when I did. Well, I don't remember it. No, you've don't forgotten remember. that, have you? Oh. Hello, Mrs. Fatchett. It's the police. Often we have to talk to the original parents no, to find out not. about the child's uh, special needs. Um, I did have a couple of questions in case we find little Martin. Yes, he wears glasses, I think, doesn't he? 
Mm-hmm. What sort? Maybe we should have those. Um, could I come round and pick them up tomorrow? Oh, good. Sometimes they're so all over the shop, you strike gold. Oh, yes, I'll give you everything. A cot? Has that got a mobile with it? This is a great money-saving tip for anyone who's thinking of stealing a child, is get the original parents to supply you with all of the baby clothes. But that's a risky thing. You ran into trouble, didn't you? Yes, I, I had to get in touch with some uh, original parents once, and um, they became rather suspicious of me. Um, so what we did was we broke into their house, and we... we uh, jammed a child's pelvis down the toilet. I had a friend who was oh, working yes, in uh, yes. the Ethiopian famine at the time and um, we succeeded in getting those parents put away so okay. that dealt with them. And how did you find out you were stoned? Um, I found out when I was eight and mum and dad here <laughs> told me and how did you feel? Um, I felt a bit funny at first, but sort of, I like being different, really. And I, I just told my first boyfriend straight out that I'd been stolen. And what was his reaction? Um, he really wanted to sleep with me. We, we would prefer it if Patsy were to steal a child rather than uh, get a child in that way. Yeah. We're hoping that one day you soon that, she'll, yeah. she'll go out and steal us a grandchild of our own. But uh... I was I was two years younger than you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I told you. you Don't want to leave it too late. People are doing it older nowadays, though. Mm. Well, you'll regret it.
Now, first of all, remind me, how do I say your name again? My name's Andrew Morton. And that's it? I hope so, yes. Okay, let's look at the book. New edition, here it is. Um, first of all, its size. It actually looks bigger than it is, which is quite a crafty move. Was that the intention? Well, it is a bit, it's a lot bigger than, it, than, in than the, it is. Than the yeah. original one. Yeah. Yes, but it does look bigger than it is as well. I mean, I'm not comparing it to the original. I'm just mm. saying, here's a book, you see it in the shop, and it actually mm. looks bigger than it is. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you think that. Was right? that the intention? I think, no, the intention was just to print a, 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 print a, book, a, book? Of, a book of her life. I mean, two-thirds of the way through, uh, having thought it's bigger than it is, you come to realise it's bigger than you actually thought it was. Because um, it is carefully, it's carefully constructed, isn't it? Well, uh, I think it's it's constructed in in a really in in a. I suppose the tragedy is you have to be. You have to be what? Mm. Now, looking at the way the book worked, you seem to put your finger on things. Well, what I've tried to do, I suppose. I mean, let, let me give you an example. Sorry, the the um, here we are. The tectonic plates which underpin society having shifted culturally, socially, and politically in the previous few years. Mm. Now that describes exactly what had happened after Diana's death. So many people struggled to put their finger on that. Was it something you worked hard on or did it just come out? I mean, how on earth? Well, I... I... The tectonic place which underpinned society, having shifted culturally, socially and politically in the previous few years. Well, I mean, several people have made, that, uh, have made a similar observation. Well, they've made a bosh! Generally, quite silly. Well, I, to my mind, it seems that We've, yeah. we've seen a, a major shift in our society. So and it's to your mind, it's to your mind when we, when we look back to, say, 1982, that this says, hey, wait a minute, things are actually rather different. 
Yes, I mean, I, 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 mean you, I see the change quite, quite profoundly, that you can see, if you look at the, the news footage... It is the tectonic place that underpins society that has shifted culturally, socially and politically. I mean, I felt that quite profoundly. And you thought, that's an it, it's, it's the tectonics here. Well, important. I mean, that's... The... History is important, isn't it? And, what, and... Would, what, would, what would it be like if we didn't have uh, history? Well, I think we'd, we'd have a, a rather shallow society. I mean, well, you're a, you're a historian. I mean, what, what is it? Is it the facts? Is it the events? Or is it the words? Or the feeling of the words? I think, or the evidence? I think it's the Which of these is the first? I think the first thing is, is the evidence. You can have evidence without actually any events. Well, evidence about, about the events. Right. What, what I mean is that you need... What if events defeat the evidence? Now, in the balance, I suppose, and particularly away from the heat of, um, say, two months ago, I think the balance is that uh, Andy Morton is a decent guy. What I want to know is how you feel about other people who are feeding off the same carcass. The people who make uh, computer games, like at Last Chase, where you are playing a papalazzo, chasing a car through a tunnel, Subtitle of the game, Snap the Dying Bitch, you know. Does that really exist? Well, it's on the internet, isn't it? Good grief. Guess which country that comes from? Uh, America. Right. Well, I just hope that nobody buys it, that's what I hope. But, I mean, there are people where, in where clubs, you... there are people in clubs, you know. There's a Diana zombie doll, I mean... And this, I mean, I, I don't see where you compare uh, my book with... What's your moral position on Last Chase? Well, I, I mean... I find them fairly ab abhorrent because it's, you're doing, all you're doing is exploiting somebody's death for that effort. Uh, mm. I just wonder if I could uh, read a section of the book. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Right. It's just longer than I thought, actually. Hang on. I'm nearly, Sorry, you're I'm, on a, you're I'm nearly, no, I'm reading it now. I'm nearly at the no, end. No, he's reading it. I need quiet when I'm doing this, otherwise I get put off. I had to start again, though, because uh, you spoke while I was reading it. Andrew? What? Thank you. There's still a noise there. You're still doing a kind of... Were you doing something with your pen? I'm absolutely silent. I'm just getting down to break her heart, okay. Very good, nearly there. Good boy. Oh, hang on, little creak there, hang on. Just do that last sentence again. Good, thank you very much. Thank you, Ashley.
saying there's any doubt that you did murder him. What I am saying is that you have grounds for a case against your mother because of that. I think you can sue your mother for not aborting you. Because if she had aborted you, I hardly think you would have been able to commit this uh, brutal murder. Right. So, if you want, I shall commence work on that case straight away. Not at all. 
think that you have got legitimate grounds for taking this to court. Um, you were at the scene of the train crash about two minutes after it happened, and you were very deeply upset by what you saw. So we can seek compensation from any of the crash participants who behaved in such a way as to cause that upset. Did you see any of them making any effort to hide their wounds? No. Right. One man actually died in front of you in a disgustingly uninhibited way. So you can see there's a state for that. Right. And to compound the evil, two of the victims then re-horrified you by appearing on television that evening. Yeah, that's well, I suppose they did, yeah. Yes, and I think that was very inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. So, why don't we start work on this for you tomorrow morning? Okay, right. Uh, thanks very much. Not at all. Yet only feeble birds fly out to gob. 
when e gloom so flicky switch to find o bulb be bulb that only suck the light from room oh bloody hell then e welcome hoy vuvak welcome What about um, what about you signing a copy of the book, dedicating it to William and Harry, and uh, we'd send the book to Eton to be presented to the boys by a, a Diana lookalike? Well, that's. I think. Blue Jam starred Chris Morris, Julia Davis, Mark Heap, David Can, Amelia Bullmore and Kevin Eldon. It was written by Chris Morris, Kevin Eldon, Robert Katz and Peter Bainham. And that was the last in the series. <laughs>